This podcast contains adult language and mature themes, which may not be suitable for all listeners. So listen at your own fucking risk. Essential NPCs, the podcast where we sample some of the best and possibly some of the worst tabletop RPGs. I'm Addie. And I'm Tommy. And you're listening to Series 3, Episode 6, Connecting the Dots. And let's start it off with some announcements. I know that you guys are all super excited, but in case you missed last week, we have a live play that we are doing because uh, all of you uh, who liked our Facebook page, now we have a hundred and... Five? Five likes. (laughs) Um, And so to celebrate, we are going to play live for you um, tomorrow night starting at... 7 p.m. Central. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) And uh, we will be playing uh, End of the World Zombie Apocalypse. So if you don't uh, remember, uh, the cast is Dan Barron, Ryan Covert, Tommy Cotton and me hey, as uh, I take you into the zombie apocalypse. Yeah. Woo-hoo. And uh, in, in case uh, you missed last week, uh, End of the World Zombie Apocalypse is a system where all of the players play themselves. Uh, so I get to be the extremely mediocre Tommy Cotton and not, not any of the fun characters I've been playing on the podcast. Same goes for uh, Covert and Dan as well. We will post the link on our Facebook wall, so you mm-hmm. got to go check in there. All the more reason to like our page, um, and uh, we. Uh, and if you if you're afraid you're going to miss it, uh, you can subscribe to our Twitch channel, which is what we will be streaming on uh, Twitch.tv/essentialNPC, and that'll let you watch it um, uh, for the next couple of days. Yeah. I think the only other announcement we have is that we're already halfway through the series. Yeah. Uh, Series three is a short series. That means it's only 10 episodes long, um, as opposed to our usual 20 episode long uh, series. And um, just like any other series, we are going to uh, round off the finale with... Post-game chatter. Uh, post-game chatter is kind of like a words with the DM, but instead of words with the DM, it's the entire cast. We do like a little roundtable discussion. Uh, everyone's here. We talk right after we finish recording the uh, finale, so we can kind of talk about how we feel about the campaign and uh, how we like the system. Um, and then, more interestingly... We answer your questions, but... For us to answer your questions, you have to send them to us. Yes. Um, those of you who have uh, listened to the podcast before, um, our email has changed. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> um, we are now accepting e- uh, emails to uh, Essential NPCs Podcast at gmail.com. Um, the previous email of fanmail uh, at essentialnpcs.com uh, withered away and died. <laughs> um, so if you send us any emails in the past like week or so, you might want to resend them to essentialnpcspodcast at gmail.com. As for post-game chatter, um, you can send in whatever questions you want uh, to essentialnpcspodcast at gmail.com and we will answer them during post-game chatter. Uh, these can be questions uh, about the system about the campaign you can direct them at a specific player or a couple players or uh addy as the gm anything you want if you send us a question for post-game chatter we will answer it after the finale so do that (laughs) (laughs) um and uh with that let's uh go into uh words with the gm hi uh this is words with the gm about series three episode five Two birds, one stone. Um, An intense episode, to say the least. Uh, Got kind of like that momentum going near the end there after like the tension of being like, why are we sitting in this room for so long? (laughs) Oh, God, what's going to happen? Followed by uh, a little breakdown in communication when uh, when I uh, or Dorvin told Steve to uh, to lock the guys in the airlock. Uh, it was interpreted as uh, lock the guys in the airlock so Steve can like attack them and they can't escape. 
<laughs> which, which uh, you know, uh, like was kind of like, uh, uh, like hilarious because Steve is like maimed and on a bunch of drugs. <laughs> so Steve tried to attack some people, uh, and it was only uh, through some inter uh, through some NPC intervention that he was able to survive. Mabel's the best. <laughs> Mabel OP. <laughs> <laughs> she, she, she uh, a few episodes ago, I think she mentioned that she like has like a, a sleep toxin. Uh, it was when we when we used uh, Captain Dorvin's night night gas on uh, on the Zaxo. She was like, "You could have just used me. I have the ability to do that," um, which is true. Uh, Daisy Padita do have uh, uh, a. Uh, have a natural neurotoxin that they can use to uh, knock people out, um, which you know just continues to show uh, how fun and interesting these different alien races are that you've come up with. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but also, uh, it was interesting because uh, creating them as a writer and using them for something completely different, um, it was relatively easy to think of what I wanted each race to be. Um, but converting that into the system, um, was a little bit more difficult. Yeah. Taking something from a pre-existing canon, uh, and putting it into an RPG system that it doesn't actually like have any basis in, uh, can be, uh, a challenge. Um, homebrewing that kind of stuff, uh, it can be fun and really rewarding if you do it right, but can also totally break your system. Yeah. It definitely takes some, um, careful massaging as far as, uh, uh, not making them too over or underpowered though I would always err on the underpowered side yeah. of like special snowflakeisms. Yeah. I mean, cause if they're cool enough, like you still want to play them and, uh, if you do make them too powerful, then it's just like, it's not special. It's just cheesy and broken. Um, something that I recommend you must do, uh, before you start homebrewing is understanding the mechanics of the thing that you're trying to the the mechanics of the category you're you're trying to to homebrew into yeah and and it really comes down to not just understanding the mechanics of uh like in this in this example like character creation like but it's also about like really kind of like taking a second to observe it from like a, a purely design standpoint and uh try to figure out what the patterns are and why systems are the way they are like you have to start to like think of it from the designer standpoint and figure out like well how did they balance this and if you can see the patterns and see like what where the decisions were made to make things a certain way then with that knowledge you can make something balanced yeah, take uh, as an example in another system, D and D. Um, every race gives you the benefits of plus two to one ability, plus one to another ability score, and then um, two to three minor abilities like cast a magical cantrip or poison resistance mm -hmm. or luck. Um, and uh, so the races feel different, but are mechanically equivalent or relatively equivalent. Yeah. And I, and I definitely would say that we probably didn't balance it perfectly, but it was good enough for the purposes of the podcast. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I think a good takeaway from that is that we didn't do it perfectly. So, um, you guys shouldn't be afraid to homebrew, um, and try things out and see what works and what doesn't. And yeah, cause the beauty of homebrewing is you can tweak it a little bit down the road to, later. If you're, it's, yeah. you're writing the rule, you're literally making <laughs> the rules. So like play fast and loose with this stuff. And then, and then you get to have cool, fun moments like Mabel dropping down and knocking someone out with neurotoxin. Exactly. <laughs> cause who doesn't love a good neurotoxin drop? Who doesn't love Mabel? <laughs> Mabel OP. Um, so what was your uh, favorite part about the this episode? Um, Mabel being OP? No. Um, <laughs> uh, actually, my favorite part was, um, as you like to say, a little bit of GM fuckery. Um, <laughs> I do say that a lot. <laughs> um, it's um, my favorite part was when Tudge used his deduction skill to figure out who was the most dangerous in the room. <laughs> and it was the guy behind basically the MIG fighter controls yep. um, who was actually on your guys' side. He was side, a good guy. But he was legitimately the most dangerous guy in the room because he was the one controlling the rockets. <laughs> um, uh, I was able to sort of slip by this moment of like, ha, 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 assumptions. <laughs> um, and so as GM, I was really happy because you guys are really experienced players and it's hard to pull the wool over your eyes. Uh, so I was pretty happy about that. Nice. Um, what was your favorite moment? Um, mine might've been, uh, near the end of the episode 
basically we we you know secured the bridge and then we had to have like a, a spaceship battle and then uh like Tudge and uh Nashikali like had you know made it back to the ship and so like the two of them and Mabel all like you know just like make super short work of like the other fires just like with a giant energy can like nope 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 and nope then uh Nashikali gets on the comms just like to everyone like on the loft in like this <laughs> giant dreadnought that's just like you guys see how we just took care of that it wasn't even that hard it's like you didn't even have to get out of bed this morning or something <laughs> something along those lines and i just love like the idea of her her voice like ringing through this dreadnought and like doravan sitting there next to the commander of this dreadnought and being like that would be my lieutenant <laughs> <laughs> she's so sassy yeah it, it was fun because doravan normally like would would frown upon that kind of behavior but he also loves his crew enough that he was just like yeah that's my girl. <laughs> but I think it's time uh, to uh, conclude this Words with the GM and move on in uh, to the next episode. So with that in mind, uh, let me tell you, the listener, what the advancement triggers are for this episode. Uh, these are the things that when they happen, every player gets a point of experience to further progress their character. So when they happen, we'll probably cheer and, and be uh, break from character character for a second because we're all excited that our character is leveling up. Um, the advancement triggers are actually the same as last episode. So every character will gain experience if a conspiracy is uncovered, a subject is thoroughly analyzed, a vital lesson is imparted, or an unlikely hero is exalted. So uh, with that, let's move on forward and listen to Series 3, Episode 6, Connecting the dots. Enjoy! I am Captain Andalith Doravin. Approximately ten years ago, I was given command of the GBC patrol clipper designation Pixis. My father, who happens to be the Nyloth High Counselor, was less than pleased at my decision to stray away from the political legacy I was born into. I willingly left the burdens of fundraisers and backroom dealings to my sister, and enlisted as soon as I was of age. I believe in a ship with clearly defined rules and protocols. Galactic Battle Command's standardized procedures exist for a reason and therefore should be respected and observed. However, a good captain selects a crew that can compensate for his own shortcomings. As such, I have handpicked an unlikely bunch of officers to serve by my side. They may require official reprimands on a regular basis, but I would lay down my life for them in an instant should the situation arise. Though, as a Nyloth, I naturally view any situation that devolves into violence as a failure of some degree, so let's hope it never comes to that. Hi, Lieutenant Nashikali Hasha reporting, pilot of the GBC Pixis. I was raised aboard the orbital station Hephaestus, descended from the comms officer on the Technoka 2. The military definitely wasn't my first career choice. It wasn't really a choice at all. See, I'm pretty susceptible to suggestions, so when an old station friend of mine called up with a job offer, I didn't think to ask too many questions. Turns out, stealing a jump code and trying to make an unapproved jump is very, very illegal. Lucky for me, the officer that caught me offered me a decision. Prison or go to the academy. Me. Captain Dorvin saw my flight record and scooped me up just after graduation, and I've been flying this bird ever since. Name's Master Chief Steve Armstrong. Growing up on Titan, you learn real quick that it's a shiv or be shivved world there. Only way to survive is be faster than the other guy. Them's the kind of skills that got me picked up by the Seoul military. Train me to travel the stars, meet important people, and kill them. Did that for quite a while, until I had the opportunity to transfer to Galactic Battle Command. Took the chance to get out of the life of violence and make a new start for myself. Serving aboard the GBC Pixis may not be as exciting as being a black ops assassin, but it pays the bills and is a hell of a lot safer. Most of the time. Instead of trying to kill everyone I meet, my official duties now include making sure all the marines are ready for a fight, onboard security, and keeping track of all the liquor consumed in the ship's lounge. Captain even entrusted me with his knockout toxin should he ever fall into a murderous Nyloth battle rage. Unofficially, don't ask me what I do on this ship. Uh, my name is Major Araman Touch, head engineer for the GBC Pixis. I left Maba on my Fora homeworld on a mining ship when I was just a pup, with dreams of romance and discovery among the stars. 
What I mostly got was seven years of indentured servitude in the engine room, but then I escaped to join Galactic Battle Command, whose academy taught me real astronautic engineering with the occasional foray into doomed romance. After graduation, I served on a dreadnought until my old academy buddy, Andalith Dorovan, became captain of his own ship and asked me to engineer for him. The idea of soaring through the sector with a friend by my side, meeting new people and doing some good? It just makes my big dillo heart flutter. And who knows, maybe somewhere out there in the cold vacuum of space, there's a burning star of love for Araman Tudge. When we last left the crew of the Pixis, they had um, successfully quelled a human insurrection on the GBC dreadnought, the Lofton. During the insurrection, there were a few fatalities on both the Lofton and the Pixis. The XO of the Pixis, Major Manny Tep, was um, killed in the line of duty. And uh, with all that, what do you do? Well, we should definitely go to Manny's funeral. Yes. Um, I would speak at the funeral. <laughs> it would be short, and it would mostly be a recap of his uh, military career, uh, what accommodations he got, and um, uh, that he was a good officer. Uh, it was a pleasure to have him on. He will be missed. Then we send him off into space. Burn, burn, burn. Um... During the, the time we have on the loft and uh, recovering uh, that I requested, um, did I get any more information on exactly uh, what went down and uh, why Major Manatep was on the bridge and how he, uh, he came to pass? Yes, your report, the, the after-action report that you received stated that um, the uh, Commander Frost wanted to speak with the... Uh, XO and a few of the um, regular crew uh, before um, engaging in the primary actors in the um, mission uh, with the space station. So uh, she had brought uh, him up onto the bridge. Uh, there was some sort of alert that was sent out and uh, the humans uh, reacted on the bridge. Um, Commander Manny Tep being just there at the wrong time. Have I reached? Have I received any news about uh, Commander Smith and the uh, the fallout of implicating him in this uh, in this conspiracy? Commander Smith um, has not been found. Of course, uh, his ship um, was uh, forced to dock at a, um, a GBC naval station near uh, the jump gate. Um, but his uh, presence was uh, could not be found. All right. Um, how, how long about uh, does it take for us to get uh, the ship in working order and uh, Chief Armstrong in working order? <laughs> uh, Chief Armstrong is going to take a little longer than the ship. Um, potentially a few galactic weeks. Well, I've um, got some stuff to do in that time. Otherwise, uh, the ship will be in ready working order um, in about a, a galactic week. Um, do I receive any new commands um, during that time while uh, Chief Armstrong is recovering? No, you're on a official after-action leave. All right. I'll just uh, tend to my paperwork and um, wait to, for the assignment of my new commander and um, contemplate... Uh, the fact that before we ship out, I need to appoint a new XO. Okay. Well, uh, I'd certainly like to get a new keyboard for over the term. Maybe one with like slightly larger keys, because I know I always had trouble with the last one. So I'm going to install that, and I'd like to plug in my little backup I got of all that data. And... I'd like to sift through it over the next week or two, uh, specifically looking for anything um, about uh, their connection to Tenreki pirates in nearby quadrants and any, uh, any way I can implicate that mining company, the good old Shining Core Mining Core, uh, any, any way their involvement is uh, mentioned. 
Okay. Yeah. So go ahead and roll um, a few assessment tests. Okay. The first one's a five. <laughs> and the second one's a seven. And do you want an- another one? Mm-hmm. Okay. One more. And the next one's a 12. <laughs> uh, so if it's possible, I also uh, had aims to take a look at those files. Herman would like some help. I was thinking of getting involved with the help of Duke. <laughs> <laughs> oh, hey, I love that guy. <laughs> um, okay. All right. So that uh, would that be assessment or interface? Interface. All right. Duke is not helpful. <laughs> no, he certainly isn't. I do not want to help him. He is too fuzzy. He is not like human. Duke, that's just that's just rude, Duke. No, it's not. It we're, is the truth. We're going to have to go over some things, all right? <laughs> Namely, that fuzzy is not a negative quality. <laughs> um, so actually, Steve, I was wrong. Um, you actually can be healed by the time the ship is ready to go in a week. Uh if you take a scar. Um, so you, uh, you can choose or I can choose for you. Uh, with severe scars, um, it's something like, uh, you know, just sort of like you tell me what your scar looks like on your leg. Um, but you had a critical scar. So you can have, um, uh, you can roll acquisition to see what kind of leg you end up with. All right. Uh, what stat does acquisition use? Cargo. Herman? Well, uh, we have a survey drill and a shuttle <laughs> in our cargo bay right now. Uh, or you can uh, take on an additional debt to the GBC. If you take uh, one debt, uh, then um, you have a subtle prosthetic. Uh, which looks like human flesh to the casual observation, but still machinery inside. Um, or you can have a transplant. Or uh, if you take on two debts, you can have a vat-grown limb uh, that is uh, attached to you. That is made of your own flesh. All right. Um, would the prosthetic be stronger than a vat-grown limb? <laughs> no. I mean, you could. I guess you could take it off and hit someone with it. That would be the. That would be the benefit. But it's aluminum, so or like a light metal, so you're not hindered by it. All right. Well, I guess I'm already, you know, sort of in it to the GBC. Guess I'm gonna take two debt and watch my leg grow in a jar. <laughs> sure, you can totally do that. You do not have to roll acquisition because you're just taking the debts. So that will take about 10 days. Well, I certainly won't leave before that's done. (laughs) (laughs) I do insist, if possible, that the jar is in the room with me. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, you're in the medical bay of the the, um, Lofton now, so, yeah, that's where they would grow it. You're going to be great soon, Leggy. (laughs) Uh, So you get the information that you want, uh, Tudge, and... um, what do you find? Oh, sure. Okay, okay. So definitely that there were um, supply trades to Tenreki pirates, uh, like known criminals, uh, a couple deals with uh, crime lords in that quadrant and nearby cra- quadrants, and uh, they're using the mining company uh, as not only a middleman but also a supplier. Uh, but it's uh, but it's doing through so through its subsidiaries, so it doesn't get so the company itself doesn't get its hands dirty, bastards. But uh, I'm into taking them down personally. Uh, I'm going to report everything uh, to the captain and try to be subtle about <laughs> how I think we should pursue <laughs> this lead, but not that subtle. <laughs> I'm also intimately familiar with your with your history. Um, so, how is it you you've come to the conclusion that the uh, larger corporation is somehow affiliated with this, and it's not just this one subsidiary? Well, see, they've definitely been uh, acting as traders through this space station, which I know is owned by uh, Shining Core, 
but there are actually a couple other hubs in the sector that they're using, and they're all the same story. Some kind of subsidiary or little branch company or or side project of, of these uh, this mining corporation. Interesting. Uh, leave your findings uh, there on the desk, and I'll uh, I'll look through them and get back to you. All right, Captain. You're dismissed, Major. Okay. <laughs> Any news on my new commanding officer? Uh, it is, in fact, Commander Frost. Excellent. Um, then I would report to her, not with this, like, specifically. I would just, like, report to her and be like, Captain Dorvin reporting, Commander. What are your orders? Uh, she looks amused by you. So, uh, have a seat, Lieutenant Commander. Of course. Thank you. Um... So I've got a bit of fallout to deal with, with this whole human mess. So uh, I don't have anything necessarily for you. I've got to clean my house first. Um, so I know that you've got a uh, science team on the Kozilingo homeworld. And I know that you were in the midst of patrolling. Uh, your team is going to get... Uh, rank designation, um, except for your master chief, as he is already as high as he can go. Um, so he's just going to get a pay bump. But as far as I can tell, your group is um, capable, if unorthodox. There's the smallest of a smile <laughs> <laughs> on Dorovan's face. She quickly stifles. So uh, I can give you the same assignment that Smith had you on, which is patrol and eventually go pick up the science team when they're ready to be picked up. Uh, or if you have something you'd rather, uh, if you'd like to send me a report proposal, I will be happy to approve it. Thank you, Commander. You'll be hearing from me by the end of the day. I believe I do have a task in mind. Excellent. I look forward to it. Dismissed. Yes, sir. And I leave and I type up a very convincing report, uh, essentially mapping out a plan for us to continue our primary patrol directive, but uh, with the like added authorization to follow any leads uh, on this specific line of uh, conspiracy, basically. Would you say a conspiracy has been uncovered and a subject has been thoroughly analyzed at this point? <laughs> a subject has definitely been thoroughly analyzed. Right. Oh, thank God. But yeah, ma mapping out, um, like, continuing uh, any line of investigation linked to this specific conspiracy as we did get firsthand look at that data, which is now obviously classified data that no one else is really going to get a look at except for, like, you know, senior officers and stuff. Mm -hmm. So, like, we're, like, proposing that we be the boots on the ground as far as, like, looking into these things. Um, so you get a memorandum back that uh, you are approved for this mission, subject to, before you act, you get further approval from her. Makes sense. Uh, no more going in first. I... Thank her for her time and uh, accept my new assignment. All right. Um, so, Steve, you get a pay bump, which means you have one less debt to the GBC. Yeah. All right. Um, and then Hasha. Me? Me? Hasha. Oh, my God. So you're going to be, uh, you're still lieutenant first class, um, but you have a, your pilot designation goes from two to one. Because most pilots in the GBC are lieutenant first class, and so then there's rankings. Mm. Uh, major Tudge, you also remain a major, um, but you are now, um, you have the engineering star. Ooh. Oh, a star. <laughs> <laughs> Which means that you are now allowed to be head engineer on a class three ship or smaller. So you're basically allowed to work on bigger ships as the lead engineer. But why would I want to? <laughs> I got everything I need right here. Clearly, we just need to get a bigger ship. <laughs> uh, and... Um, Actually, you 
Dorvin don't actually get any improvement. That's all right. Uh, it is, in fact, the exemplary uh, <clears throat> actions of your crew that speak to your ability. All right. <laughs> uh, I, I, I knock on the door to your captain's quarters. Uh, come in. Uh, I, I'm wearing, like, my my military tabard, like, my dress blues <laughs> with, like, my little star on it. Captain, uh, I know you, you didn't get a promotion, even though I think you deserve one, but I, I, I thought... You ought to have this, and and I put like a uh, a little star that I folded out of like <laughs> scrap metal oh on God. his desk, and I like hustle out of the, <laughs> the room again. <laughs> okay, bye. <laughs> My mouth slightly like open, like <sighs> door closes, and I take the uh, I take the little scrap metal star. And I unlock my drawer and I lay it down next to my pistol. (laughs) 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 And close my drawer and lock it. And it has has number one captain engraved. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't even have time to tell you off. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I I share the the new assignment with the rest of the crew. Uh, Like... First to my officers, and then on the like general loudspeaker to the rest of the crew. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and look through my my crew logs, and uh, basically start assessing all of the different crew members uh, for who would be best fit to be promoted to EXO. Yeah. So basically, if you want to roll assessment, you may, uh, and I guess that would be influence. Okay. I get a five. Um, so I need to have you reveal facts that I probably wish were not true. (laughs) Yeah. As far as things go, the most qualified bridge staff member that you have for XO is in fact Mabel. Is Mabel? All right. I sit on that for, you know, how much more time we have while Armstrong's leg grows. (laughs) Speaking of that, does the Lofton have a library on it? Uh, sure. I'm going to go search that library for a trashy romance novel. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Oh, physical books? Really? Cool. Uh, yeah, it's not a large library, but yeah. Uh, am I able to... I think I'll just let you find it. (laughs) You've got a week and a half to do nothing, so... (laughs) <laughs> All right, so I'm walking, I'm wheeling around the, this this dreadnought, three quarters grown leg in a jar on my lap. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that's a big jar. <laughs> and uh, I, I go to the library, and I find uh, a copy of uh, a fantastic romance novel, Technoka 2, colon, The Love Ship. <laughs> no. <laughs> Uh, and I will hold on to this until such time that I can covertly place it in Herman's quarters. <laughs> sure. So uh, during that time, uh, uh, basically at the last moment, as we're uh, getting ready to leave and uh, Armstrong has his fine new leg, um, I will let my officers know of the, uh, of the new assignment um, and uh, then let the crew know of the new assignment. And then I will call... Sergeant Major Maple, uh, to come speak with me. You wanted to see me, sir? Yes, Sergeant. Uh, have a seat. Oh, okay. <laughs> Sergeant Major. Yes, sir? I wanted to, uh, to thank you for your bravery, uh, during the, uh, uh the insurrection from the, uh, human, the Seoul military. I heard you, uh, you came to... Chief Armstrong and Dr. Quint- uh, Quintanella's uh, aide. You managed to take out at least one of the highly trained uh, black ops individuals, which is beyond your purview as a comms officer. Oh, well, it's not that hard. People generally don't look up. <laughs> <laughs> Chief Armstrong uh, tends to agree with you on that note. Um, due to your exceptional bravery and your consistent work here on the ship, uh, I wanted to offer you a position as my new XO. What do you think? What? <laughs> Your duties would be to man the helm when I'm away, uh, as well as uh, assist me in the 
general um, management of the crew and the ship proper. So, um, sure, sure. That's a yes. Um, yes, uh, yes, 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 <laughs> sir. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad to hear it. Uh, I have complete confidence in your abilities. After a thorough assessment of my crew, I'm certain that you are the most qualified and will be the most advantageous XO this ship could have. Really? And I uh, open up a, a little, like, box with uh, the, like, uh, with the pins uh, to mark her as my XO. Oh, um, thanks. I will do my best to do all the things you said. Because it sounds important and not scary at all, sir. You need not be afraid. You will... I didn't say it was afraid, sir. <laughs> I said it was not scary at all. So it's not, sir. As my XO, you have, uh, you have my ear on any matters you deem important to the ship. Otherwise, uh, continue about your normal duties and uh, I'll send you a packet with your new ones. Okay. Th- thank you. Congratulations, thank- Sergeant. Thank you, sir. And I uh, stand up and salute her. Oh, well, I salute back. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, yeah, dismissed. And she walks out. Uh, Hosh has been spending most of this time on the ship and their records. Is that possible? Sure. Yeah, um, looking for two things. Looking for one, her last name, and for. Uh, the name of the Sif um, crime syndicate boss that uh, she owes a debt to, and seeing if there and in, any involvement in this in this sector. Okay. Uh, is that an assessment? Is that a? I think you're gonna roll assessment with interface. Yeah. Nine. All right. So you find that uh, there there is quite a bit of information on the. Uh, Razavi Syndicate, uh, and they are very active in this sector. Um, you don't really find that much on your name. Okay, no arrest records or anything like that? Um, I mean, there are official rest, arrest records, but not... Um, oh, no, 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 no. Not, sorry, I'm looking for just my last name. Oh, no. There's... Okay. N- no. Cool. Um, am I seeing anything that is related to, like, the mining core? Is the SIF... Sif is the is the Rizavi Syndicate pretty heavily involved with them, the Shining Core? Uh, it looks like the Rizavi Syndicate is mostly quote unquote legitimate and has a little bit of investment in almost everything. Okay, so there's definitely some records connecting the Syndicate to yep the Mining Core and possibly the GBC and fucking everything else. Uh, not so much with the GBC, mm-hmm. but pretty much everything else, like the Carmani homeworld and like all the other space stations and, and, you know, major sort of known entities in the, uh, in the sector, the Rakesa sector. Show takes that information and, uh, downloads it to a thing, goes back to the ship and reports to the captain. Knock, knock. Come in. Uh, hello, sir. How are you today? I'm doing fine, Lieutenant. How can I help you? Uh, I have a little more information regarding uh, our mission uh, that we have been assigned to. Um, looking more into the Shining Core Mining Core. I just like saying that. It's so much fun, isn't it? Shining Core Mining Core. Shining Core Mining Core. Sorry. What do you? What do you? Uh... Here, um, I bring up the um, information, the connections that I've found, and I said, you can see here, here, and here. There's this Rasavi Syndicate. I know a little bit about them. That they're not an actual, necessarily legitimate. Operation. Uh, in fact, the person who runs it, uh, Orash Kerr, is somebody that I grew up with, and uh, you'll see in my records about my arrest and subsequent. Um, I don't want to call it indentured servitude to the GBC, but it's kind of what it is. Anyway, carry on. She was the person that hired me to do that job in the first place. So I don't know if that might be something we want to look into, more into the Rizavi Syndicate and their operations in this sector. And you're certain that this, uh, what was the name, Orashkur? Orashkur, yes, sir. Is affiliated with the Rizavi Syndicate in some way? More than affiliated, sir. She pretty much runs the whole thing. Can I look up Orashkur? 
Sure, you can. Uh, is she like the public figurehead of this syndicate, or not? No, there's pretty much no mention of her anywhere. Okay, that helps support your story, actually, Lieutenant. Um, do you know where we could find this Orashkura? Ooh, she's real hard to find, sir. Uh, she generally goes into hiding pretty much immediately after any big uh, happening happens within the syndicate. But I can tell you where she's from and some of her contact, her earlier contact points. All that's right. helpful at all? Yes, if you could type up that report for me and have it uh, before departure. <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. 100%, sir. You got it, sir. Um, and thank you for bringing this to my attention, Lieutenant. You're welcome, sir. And also, I never thanked you for the promotion, so thank, thank you so much. Of course. You, you earned it. Yeah. Ooh. First time probably in a long time I give him a little salute and walk out the door. <laughs> all right. So you guys have collected all your information. Steve's leg has been reattached. Um, what do you do? We ride. Would appointing Mabel as my XO be an unlikely hero being exalted? Oh, my God. It's definitely not who Captain Dorvin thought. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh... I uh, I let the Lofton know that we will be departing uh, and ask for clearance to leave. Clearance granted. And then uh, Lieutenant Harsha. Yes, sir. How are we looking? Uh, looking A-OK, Captain. Systems are 100% functional. Systems are go. Looks like Major Tudge. Good as new, Captain. Excellent. Uh, rev up the engines. Let's go hunting. I rev up the engines. <laughs> we go hunting. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Lieutenant Harsha, set a course for sec- uh, for Quadrant 402. Quadrant 402? You got it, Captain. After you're finished, uh, meet me uh, in my quarters. Uh, Chief Armstrong, Major Tudge, as soon as you're finished with your duties, uh, meet me in my quarters. XO Mabel. Yes, sir? You have the bridge. Oh, okay. XO uh. Mabel? <laughs> yes, ma'am. All <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> Congratulations, you're so great. <laughs> I think you're great too. <laughs> All right, so I wait for Tudge to leave the uh, the engineering bay, which I do, and I leave Tanoka Two, the love ship, on top of his bookshelf. <laughs> <laughs> and then I get to uh, Captain's quarters before him. <laughs> <laughs> um, once all of us. Uh uh, in my quarters, um, I lay out all the data we have so far, um, drawing like the connections between uh, the mining corporation and uh, the crime syndicate. All right, uh, officers, this is what we're looking at. A lot of pieces that don't quite connect together, and we need to find a way to do so. As far as I can tell, there's no one option that is easier than the other, so I'm asking for uh, your opinions, given your personal insights into this. And I, like, look at each one of you specifically <laughs> because pretty much all of you have some, have a stake in this. <laughs> well, it seems like the only connection that we're missing now is the space pirate with the crime syndicate, right? We have the pirates in the mining company. We have the syndicate in the mining company. So how do the space pirates and the syndicate come into play? Well, we have money exchanging hands between a legitimate front for a crime syndicate that mm. we can't prove to be a crime syndicate. Well, sure. And, uh, and a large company that has made sure that its subsidiaries do not implicate it directly uh, with their actions. Though you have a point. If we are able to go to the uh, unlawful aspects, the openly unlawful aspects of this uh, web, uh, perhaps we can follow a thread directly from there to someone who has otherwise kept their involvement unknown. Yeah, the GBC asked us to uh, ask for confirmation before we go in. I'm sure we'd have get a green light if it's we're going after pirates. It seems like a rather easy sell, yes. I mean, that seems like a good plan. It strikes me, only place we got an actual location to go to for any of these is Ukron Station. Everything else, we're, you know, following a thread, trying to find something. Uh, Lieutenant Hasha, do you know anything about Tenreki pirates? Tudge, that seems racist. Uh, You know, it's funny. It is a little bit (laughs) speciesist, but I... (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> I do have a, a cousin who got involved with the Tenraki Pilots at least five to ten years ago. I don't know if 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 he's still hanging out with them, but uh, I suppose I could figure out how to contact him if that's helpful. Would well, you know where he was located? Uh, last time I last I heard, he was hanging out in Sector Five Hundred One. Well, there there is a uh, there's a planetary cluster right by there. Uh, I imagine it wouldn't be too unprofitable a place to set up if you were a pirate, especially considering how far it is from the jump gate and most uh, GBC activity. All right. Perhaps we adjust our course just slightly to center ourselves between that planetary cluster. And uh, Lieutenant Harsha, you see if you can track down your cousin. Yes, sir. Absolutely, sir. I'll, uh, I'll run up to the, to the deck and change course and get right on it. Uh, out of curiosity, Lieutenant, is your cousin aware of your current occupation? Oh no no he hasn't heard anything about my GBC stuff sir no he thinks I'm still on the uh, still on the Hephaestus excellent perhaps see if you can manage to skirt around your current position <laughs> yes sir you got it sir seems like a plan to me yeah let's let's go for it adjust the course lieutenant thank you officers <laughs> dismissed all right as we head out kind of pull touch aside huh? hey Herman oh uh-huh. you talked to Mabel no no. Now she she's got a promotion. It's a it's a little intimidating. Come on, Tudgy. I mean, I you know I've seen her kill a man with her bare hands, and I know that can be kind of intimidating. But you're a five hundred pound Dilla. You can't be that intimidated. You just gotta talk to her. Well, how have the tables turned this fast? <laughs> I'm very good at what I do, Tudge. Steve, what is it? Exactly that you do. <laughs> Told you, Herman, don't ask me what I do on this ship. <laughs> oh, yeah. You, you have said that. Well, I'll think about it. And I go directly the opposite direction of the bridge. <laughs> <laughs> Touch, that's the wrong way. <laughs> and I go to the engineering bay and discover Technoka 2, the love ship, which I read <laughs> <laughs> immediately. Okay. <laughs> Uh, so I need everyone to roll cramped quarters. And I, before you roll, you need to choose who you are. Uh, right. uh, it's just a roll. Just a but roll. we have a plus two because we have nice amenities. That makes it easier for us to get along. Mine is going to be Mabel. Sure. My mm. new XO. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'll, do, I'll do Steve. I'll do, I'll do Tudge this time around. Uh, I'm going to pick Captain Dorvin. Okay. <laughs> Who starts? You started last time. All right. I got an 11. With Mabel? With Mabel. Hey. So uh, describe how the two of you bonded over the past few days. She is exceptionally good at paperwork. (laughs) I do have lots of hands, so it's easy to do more at once. That's fascinating. I do so like retrieving reports, uh, receiving reports in triplicate. (laughs) Well, that leaves me one extra hand. Uh, yeah, she just like she does her job well, and uh, she you know she steps to it. You know she's she's a little unorthodox for Dorvin, and the fact that she's like nice to her crew, and like they all just think she's really cute and sweet. But like they also follow her orders, and she's good at like getting things done, and then also uh, reporting back to me in the proper ways because she knows how much I like protocol. And as a comms officer, she like knows how to write things up really well. <laughs> So, yeah, I am very pleased with my new XO. <laughs> All right. Uh, Steve gets to reveal or discover an answer to a question about me or my past. All right, Tudgy. <laughs> We're going to get to the root of these uh, confidence issues you got. <laughs> uh, so uh, what, what was your, uh, your, your first love like? Oh, oh, my. <laughs> I assume you've gotten him nice and drunk before. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I we both clu- got a pail I, of whiskey. I clutch, yeah, I clutch my pail of vodka. <laughs> and I clutch my pail of whiskey. <laughs> uh, there was a gamelar. I don't know if you're familiar with the gamelar, but they're... Yeah, the big slugs. Floating slug people. <laughs> Back at the academy, her name was Lara. And... Oh, we hit it off immediately from across the room of our of our engineering course. And, well, we couldn't really be in the same room very often. As you may know, the Gamelar, they, uh, they can't function in 
normal gravity and I can't function in low gravity. So we had a, a correspondence, but uh, at the end of Academy, we both got assigned to different ships and I haven't seen her since. But the notes we exchanged, if you could see them, which you can't because they're not on the databanks of the ship anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> so you can't see them possibly you couldn't find them <laughs> but if you could they would make you weep more than that copy of Technoka 2 the love ship <laughs> I don't even know how I got it that's such a rare book it was so offensive when it came out because people thought it was making light of a horrible tragedy but it's truly beautiful art in the way <laughs> of that beautiful Tenreki sacrifice <laughs> And also, there's a character named after Hasha. <laughs> uh, so, basically, as the second half of that speech is going on, uh, after you say, they're definitely not on the databanks <laughs> of the ship, uh, I discreetly send Duke to find them. Target acquired. Would you like me to eliminate them? <laughs> Just, just send me a copy, Duke. And then delete the originals? <clears throat> no, just send me a copy, Duke. <laughs> copy sent. Thank you, Duke. Uh, yeah. I'm going to figure out how good my poetry is. <laughs> it's excellent. <laughs> <laughs> like, it would have been a 13. <laughs> like, my poetry is really, really good. <laughs> All right, I'll get to it later. We'll have a minute. <laughs> Show rolled a uh, 7 for Tudging. Oh, so <gasps> so you get to ask about Taji. Uh, oh, perfect. Uh, Hasha's past. Hey, I'm reading this book. It's historical fiction. Uh huh. But there's a character with your name. Do you have a common name in Tenreki culture? Well, what's the name of the book? Uh, it's called Technoka Two: The Love Ship. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god. Yeah, there's a comms officer there yeah, with your name. Yeah, and Hasha. Yeah, I know. You don't know. Have you read the book? <laughs> Touch, that's my ancestor. What? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my ancestor was on the Technoka too when the tragedy happened. Oh. Yeah. Have you not listened to the to the final broadcast from that ship? Oh my yeah, I, I've listened to it a hundred times. It's it's one of the most yeah. That's that's my great 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 granddaddy. Yeah, that sounds right. Oh, and and he sent that beautiful message through the airways of space before sacrificing himself for the good of the cosmos. Yes, Taji wrote it himself. Wow, I thought, wow. Taji. <laughs> <laughs> And that blood runs through your veins. My, yes, yes, touched. How? Why are you reading that trashy, trashy novel? Oh, I just, ha it's just an interesting historical perspective from, you know, the personal. Oh, historical perspective. Most of the characters are just having sex with each other until the whole ship blows up. <laughs> Touch like, contorts? <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, did that not happen? <laughs> <laughs> yes, Tudge, it definitely happened. <laughs> you're, it, what, you, oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's okay. It's, I, you know, it's it's fine. It's fine. Just, you know, let me know what you think once you get to the end, all right? <laughs> okay. And it's it's an honor serving with you. It's an honor serving with you, too, Tudge. <sighs> oh, my God. 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 <laughs> Uh, I got an eight with Captain Dorvin. Ah, so I have to add, learn something about your past. All right, so I imagine uh, you're hollowing out a new hole to crawl through on the ship. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. And uh, I walk by <laughs> Maintenance Armstrong. Yeah. <laughs> we get we get to talking, and I uh, and I eventually, uh, in a roundabout way, ask you. Um, how does one end up in the uh, Seoul, uh, Seoul Black Ops military service? Well, didn't have much family growing up on Titan because it's very cold and full of shivs. <laughs> and, uh, uh, you know, it's a, it's a shiver-be-shiv world, Dorvin. 
I don't know if you've ever been in a situation like that, but you get good at a few things, and those things are uh, talents that clandestine military services particularly are keen on. Found my way off Titan, got picked up by... Um, arrested is a strong term, <laughs> <laughs> but accurate. Uh, and uh, one of them men in black came to uh, came to the cell, offer offered me a job, and I said, "Seems like it beats the hell out of prison." And uh, I mean, you got all the reports from uh, my previous career; it's all in there. It's mostly black. Yeah, it is. <laughs> I can glean quite a bit from what is redacted, though. It sounds almost like a word like Titan. It's basically a, a large training ground for a, a military service like that. Well, I don't think that's intentional, but yeah, you ain't wrong. It takes a hell of a man to be able to get away from a life like that. Carry on. Right on. <laughs> <laughs> and I keep digging through the ship. <laughs> All right. You arrive in your s- in the sector. Oh, hey, d- didn't we want to get uh, oh, yeah, contact yeah, yeah. with your contact in the meantime? Yes, we did want to do that. <laughs> that was the thing that we all uh, wanted to do. All right, so um, I get on the comm to the closest relative that I know of to mm-hmm. my cousin, which is probably one of his parents. Sure. I'm going to call up old Auntie Shasha. Okay. Shasha Hasha. That's her name. Shasha Hasha? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. Ring, ring. Uh, Hello? Hey, Auntie. (gasps) Is that Nasha Kali? That's me, (gasps) Auntie. How have you been? Oh, I haven't heard from you in ages. I know, I know. Life's life's been pretty fast-paced here on Hephaestus. On Hephaestus? Yeah. You're you're back on Hephaestus? Oh yeah, I'm ba- back on Hephaestus. It's uh, it, it the whole piloting thing isn't uh, it didn't work out like I wanted it to, and so I, I decided to just stay in one place. Little make make ends meet. I'm I'm doing shuttle runs back to Toph. Oh, how is it there without your parents? Oh, it's the new counselor sure runs a real loose ship. The it it's not quite as nice as it used to be. Huh? Well, that's a shame, dear. Your your father was always good at that job. Uh, yeah, yeah, I know, wasn't he? Mm-hmm. Um, I was actually calling to ask you if you've heard uh, anything from Pick recently. Who? <laughs> uh, my cousin Pick. Mm. Why would you be looking for him, Nasha Kali? You know very well that he's a disappointment. I, I know, I know. I know he's a disappointment, but, like, even the black sheep sometimes has to come back to the fold, auntie. Maybe some other fault. Well, look, what 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 if I could get him to come back, come back to Hephaestus, and and work with me for a little while? It, it might improve his uh, might improve his prospects. Ingrateful son, never calls, never all I get is a ping. I know, and I know. Fine, maybe you can reach his stubborn. Quilled brain. <laughs> we always said his quills grew the wrong way. Exactly. <laughs> um, do you have any contact information? Any? Where's the last place that he pinged you from? Um, in the Rakesa sector. Um, I think it was somewhere in the middle. The middle of the not not so much the outreaches. I think he mm-hmm. was trying to work for a mining company. Oh, really? A mining company? Does was it? It wasn't Shining Core by any chance, was it? I mean, they're everywhere, so probably. Hmm. Oh, okay. Uh, did he, you? He wouldn't have been on uh, Ukron, would you? I don't know. <laughs> I understand. I know, Auntie. It's hard to talk about. Why don't we tell? Why don't you tell me about you, though? Have you met a nice boy? No, no, no boys, Auntie. No girls either. Nothing like that. Um, um, you know. You know, it's you're getting past your prime for I, babies. <laughs> <laughs> I would love a little spiny or two running around when they come visit me. All right, Auntie. Well, it was so nice talking to you. <laughs> I'll visit you very soon. Okay, bye. Bing. <laughs> you turn around, and Dorvin's just standing there. <laughs> Hi. 
Uh, I just uh, called up my aunt regarding uh, our pirate contact. Yes, I caught the end of the conversation. Mm, yes, um, the baby's part. Right. Anyway, I might uh, have a little bit of information. Last time she heard from him was in the Rakesa sector. Well, that's um, where we are. I, I I know it's super helpful. <laughs> um, she said she, he might actually be working for the mining company, so I think Ukron's probably our best bet. Well, if he's uh, if he's working for the the mining company proper, we actually might want to check out their corporate headquarters. Oh, where's that? Uh, do I know where that is? Uh, the corporate headquarters for the sector. Uh, yeah, for okay. Rikessa, yeah. The Rakesa Sector headquarters is in Sector 4, uh, and it is, uh, um, that sector, it has two um, worlds on it. Uh, one is the indentured servitude world. Um, wow, what a nice sounding place. Uh, where they keep um, all of their uh, extra, you know, extra hands if they don't. Uh, need them actively. Holy fuck! <laughs> uh, and um, and uh, then the there's the station that orbits that world, which is basically the headquarters. And then there's another world in that system um, that is uh, the is like the headquarters for the actual employees. And your aunt was unable to give us a contact number? No, contact number, just uh, various ping locations. Oh, where are those at? Let's take a look. Sure, Captain, I'll bring them right up. Um, they're uh, pinging in between the Ukron, uh, where the drachma was, and the mining, Shining Core, Mining Core uh, base of operations system is. So, so transporting between the two? Yeah, po- very possibly. So we could uh, see what information we can get from Ukron, or we can change heading and, and head toward <gasps> the core world. How recent were these pings, and when was the most recent one? Uh, it's every couple, it's like every six to eight weeks she'll get one. Does it seem like a schedule almost? Not a regular schedule. It's just sort of like, oh, I should probably tell my mom I'm alive, bing. And then, like, that's it. How long ago was the last one? A few weeks. Are they always in the same spot in the middle, or does it seem like sometimes they're closer to one side or the other? Uh, It seems like a pretty random location distribution. Okay. Uh, In that case, I see two options. One is to investigate Ukron, uh, as it is the more accessible of the two locations. Or we patrol down this line and try to catch your your cousin on... uh, on the job. You think that's likely, Captain? I mean... Space is big. The space is big, but this is what we do. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, movie line. (laughs) Um, I'm not sure, Captain. I mean, we've we've been to the mining station, didn't catch anything amiss the first time, so maybe we should uh, run the line, see uh, see what's going on. And if we don't see him, then we can at least visit the headquarters. Yes, well, I'd like to avoid poking my nose into the lion's den yet. What's a lion, Captain? Oh, it's an old human. Uh, you should really look at the movies of the old Earth Reservation. Hmm. They have spectacular wildlife. Great historical film, The Lion King, really tells the story <laughs> of nature and all its glory. Oh, I haven't seen that one. <laughs> <laughs> I have. <laughs> yeah, so let's, let's run the line uh, and engage the cloak, put the scanners on full, the whole works. You got it, Captain. And uh, do we want to run any particular speed, fast, slow? Or do we want to be... I know we're trying not to be seen, but it might be better if we're fast. As fast as we can go without giving a, a readable signature. You got it, Captain. And we'll patrol those sectors. Who would be operating the scanners? Perhaps... Uh, major touch on the scanner systems. Yeah, I've noticed that you guys have been logging into the scanner systems recently, and every time you do it, you just totally fuck up. <laughs> but I, I, what are you talking? I haven't noticed that at all. Well, you guys keep complaining about how bad they are. I think it's just that you don't know how to use them. Yeah, it's all right here in the logs if you if you see the last like dozen people to use the scanners. Somebody must have gotten my login code because I have no idea what you're talking about. Yeah, it's crazy. (laughs) That's a 12. (laughs) God, you're a fuck. (laughs) 
yeah. So you uh, su- you successfully scan. What is it that you see, and where do you see it? Oh, hey, would you, wouldn't you know it? Uh, coming this way, there is a, a shipping uh, vessel from uh, from Shining Core. Oh, it's it's even legitimate. Hey, do you want to do that thing that's like usually nefarious where we pull over a ship in the middle of totally legitimate business just for routine inspection, but really we're looking for something very specific? <laughs> well, yes, a standard investigatory procedure. Of course we're going to do that. Well, awesome. <laughs> I've always wanted to be movie. the villain. <laughs> I wouldn't call it that. This is law and order, <laughs> Major. Dum <laughs> dum. <laughs> So, oh, first, first, let's, let's see if there's it. any legitimate reason to pull them over. Over? Do they? Are they mm. running? Uh, running too hot? Do they have anything? Uh, anything worth? Uh, I think that tail light's out, Cap. Yes, that's basically <laughs> what I'm getting at. I mean, uh, Cap, uh, if you want a reason to pull them over, I can make a reason to pull. Well, perhaps we don't need to make a reason. <laughs> well, yes, uh, scanners indicate that their uh, piloting license is uh, a galactic month overdue. Excellent. Uh, so we they can find do, them for that. They do need an update, or at least let them off with a warning, but we definitely need to pull them over to scare them. Well, not to scare them. Well, you? you know. But <laughs> well, they'll be scared, Ken. You're not, they're not going to update their paperwork. That bureaucracy is just out of control. They're not going to do it unless we pull them over. I, I'm telling you this right now. I mean, we're definitely pulling them over. <laughs> um, Go ahead and hail them, Lieutenant. Lighten up the roof, Captain. Doop. Okay, so you do. Uh, the SCMC Kith uh, hails you. GBC Pixis, this is the Kith of the SCMC Kith. Is there something that you need from us, GBC? Uh Yes, Captain, I'm going to need you to uh, bring your engines to a halt. Um, I believe we need to board your ship and discuss uh, your current uh, license and registration. You hear a... No, seriously, that's what they're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> uh, affirmative, uh, Pixis. We are powering down our engines now. We will uh, accept your docking request forthwith. Excellent. I look forward to meeting you. Yeah. I mean, yes, sir. Click. <laughs> you don't need to call me, sir. You're not in the military. <laughs> <laughs> what a bloody idiot. Uh, Chief Armstrong. Yeah, I'm suited up. Excellent. <laughs> Tactile neck and all. Hey, who here is familiar with smuggling? Chief Armstrong? Yeah, I'm suited up. <laughs> no, I'm familiar with uh, SCMC ships, so oh. may- maybe I could take a look around, too. You could definitely come aboard. <laughs> I went on one smuggling run, if that's helpful at all. I mean, I got caught. <laughs> <laughs> Lieutenant Hasha, um, I believe we need you to identify your cousin if your cousin is ab- on board. Oh, yes, sir. That makes sense, sir. All right. All right. We're docking, sir. Uh, so you dock on the SCMC Kith. Sergeant Mabel, you have the bridge. <laughs> okay, sir. <laughs> <laughs> but, bye, Mabel. Bye, Touch. Aww. <laughs> uh, and um, you all are suited up and... Uh, Proper uniforms. Come <laughs> <Get my> tabard. <laughs> the door's open. And that's where we'll end for today. We pose as a team. We'll uncover more conspiracy. Let's not take the experience now. We'll uncover more. This podcast has been brought to you by ENPC Productions. All rights reserved. The Essential NPCs podcast is not affiliated with, endorsed, or specifically approved by Sean Gomes, the creator of Uncharted Worlds. Powered by the Apocalypse. The Apocalypse World Engine is property of Lumpley Games, owned by Vincent Baker. For more information, go to www.uncharted-worlds.com or www.lumpley.com.